Uh, this is Nick. Uh, you're listening to the DU Football Show, Drunkard United. Of course, up the blades and f the owls. I just felt like we all needed Nick in our life today. Double! That's fine. An old, an old Sheffield Wednesday is down in League One, so he doesn't even get to play him. I, that I know. sucks for him. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. It taught us a valuable lesson. Lean into it. Whenever yeah. there's craziness, just lean, lean the into the into crazy. It. Absolutely. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, all slicked back and douchey, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, brother? Tight. Tight. Yeah, no shit. I can tell. Yep. Shave five years off, though. Pull my forehead wrinkles back. <laughs> That's one positive thing about this, uh, I guess. You're so vain. You probably think the pot is about you. Don't you? Don't well, you? Well, I've got the shirt on, Sam. <laughs> Hashtag, it is all about me. Oh, uh, that, that we definitely know. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch by email. We also got a YouTube channel. You should uh, mash that subscribe button, bruh. Sam's on TikTok, hasn't posted a video yet, which I think we should start the hashtag Make Big Sam Dance Again. (laughs) And. uh, Get that that, is, that is nothing nobody needs to be seeing. <laughs> Get that go. Just give him a golf club. Apparently, does a sweet hip wiggle. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's the Patreon. There's the DU Drip Shack. There's all sorts of stuff you could do to support the show and get in touch and help out. Uh, just make sure, whatever you do, join Drunkard United FC. That's the closed Facebook group. That's where most of the hashtag bans happen. Um, actually, pretty much all of the hashtag bans uh, happen there. A uh, lot of good memes floating up now that Taylor's out, out of uh, Facebook jail. Uh, mostly of me and you, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's how it goes. So, yeah, do that. You know, they do say I got the moves like Jagger. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So is the red-blooded Americans we are. We've got to have a drink in our hand, sometimes exceptionally large ones. <laughs> this show and every single show, Mr. Graham, what are we drinking? We have... A very special one. Uh, have we had this one on the show before? I know we've done a few Hill Rocks, but I don't know if it's been specifically this one. It's been five years. I couldn't so, tell yeah, you. It's probably new. Uh, Hill Rock Estate Distillery. Uh, this is their handcrafted estate double cask rye whiskey uh, from Hudson Valley, New York. It comes in at 90 proof. And this is a sauterne finish, I believe you mm-hmm. said. Yes. Yep. Uh, which, for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, Semion is a... Um, kind of cousin or brother uh, to Savion Blanc that is grown on the right coast of, yeah? Yeah. The right coast of the uh, river in Bordeaux. Yeah, Merlot. Um, 
No, left bank. Left it's, bank. It's it is Cabernet, left bank. It's Cabernet it? side. Cabernet That's right. side. Yep. So it's on the left bank of the um, uh, in Bordeaux of the river, and fog comes through and kind of puts this cool fungus, good fungus, on the Semillon and Savion Blanc grapes. And essentially, it's called botrytis. Uh, it concentrates the sugars in those grapes where normally they are dry whites. They become extra, extra sweet. They get aged in oak casks and then usually sold in 375s because they're so sweet nobody can drink a full bottle. But they are um, considered some of the best dessert wines on the face of the planet. Uh, kind of akin to, um, but different slightly from ice wine, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but very, very good. Uh, and then those casks are sometimes used to house whiskey after that. And it adds a fun, funky little sweetness uh, from from uh, from aging in those uh, in those yeah. casks. It's a it's a lovely little kind of honey kiss to go on mm -hmm. the spiciness of uh, the rye. And with their uh, double casking uh, with Hillrock, um, before uh, Dave's uh, unfortunate passing, I had the opportunity to be with Dave at Hillrock Farms. And uh, see their whole process. They start with a 25-gallon um, uh, brand-new American White Oak three-char barrel. And then they combine to make, um, you know, take two barrels and combine to one gallon And normally these are about um, four- to six-year-old rise for okay. the most part. That's delicious. <coughs> you get that, that nice kind of vanilla caramel up front you normally would from an, yeah. an, any really any type of American whiskey. Uh, nice rye pepper to kind of yeah. close out. But then, as you say, you get that kiss of honey, almost kind of like a, a again with this one, I get a lot of creme brulee, um, kind of almost toasted marshmallow on the end. Definitely toasted marshmallow. Definitely toasted. Delicious. Marshmallow. And I have usually one. runs about ninety on the shelf or so. A salt yeah. turn finish probably puts you over a hundred, uh, but Hill Rock in general is between eighty five and a hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, a bottle I've seen depending it as on much where you as go. A buck ten, but that's normally right around a hundred. It's pretty pretty safe bet for yep. uh, for any of these whiskeys. So just remember to drink responsibly. Hell's yes, always drink responsibly. Unless you're playing Wisconsin. poker the night of October thirtieth, <laughs> and drink your face off, which will be after, you later tonight. After three weeks, by by the way, mm -hmm. first place. Oh, there I've you go. I've cast each week. Nice, yep. good job, good job, killing it. And then of course we have all of our beers, and I have an obnoxiously huge. Uh, Oktoberfest from Pauliner in a big giant stein, and we will talk about that on injury time. Yes, which you can find at patreon.com backslash do football show. You're a whore. Thank you. All right, let's get into it, kids. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was actually a good clink for us. Yeah, one bad. Yeah, we're getting better at it. Well, you know, <laughs> I think after 20 years of knowing each other, we'd be good at it already. We fucking somehow finally decided how to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> Maybe um, we can learn how to say a sentence too. Yeah, that I can't do. <laughs> Why do we love the Prem? Because any week, anyone can lose to anyone. And sometimes they lose two in a row. Leads to Liverpool one, Brighton four, Chelsea one. I'm going to need you to please oh, okay. what? say the proper score of that game. Brighton two. Chelsea players that they think they're playing for Brighton because of Grand Potter two. Mm. Chelsea one. Yes, there we go. Got to break break it down accordingly. Two That's fucking uncles. <laughs> what a mess. Um. Uh. Leads with their backs against the wall. Uh, Jesse Marsh on the you know the chopping block. Everything get a historic, massive win 
at Anfield. Big time win, uh, but it didn't start off looking like that. <laughs> Very big miscommunication between Meslier and Cooper. Mm -hmm. uh, Meslier was coming out to head a ball that was played over the top. Cooper didn't know he was coming, headed the ball backwards. Yep. Uh, almost let them in. Mo Salah, though, tight angle, uh, kind of looped it up over, and uh, Leeds were able to clear their lines. Um, just three minutes later, Gomez played a wonderful ball to Rodrigo, though, catching out the entirety of his own defense. Out of position. I was gonna say, what's the what's what's the problem there? And not ready. Uh, the problem is, is Gomez plays for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And Rodrigo. And Rodrigo plays for, plays for Leeds. Pass ball to wrong um, guy there, chap. <laughs> yeah, but so easiest goal he'll ever score in his career. Yeah. Um, he did well to be aware of the danger and, and be ready to pounce. But uh, other than that, everything else was done for him. Mm -hmm. Really. Um, also, Virgil Van Dyke is looking two steps off the pace. Ooh, okay, okay. That's um. He was getting burned left, right, and center. <clears throat> In this game, because Leeds didn't sit back. Le the announcers said it during the game, too. They said this is more reminiscent of a Bielsa side. No disrespect to Jesse Marsh, but this is more. They're pulling out all the stops here. They're going after it. Mm -hmm. And Virgil van Dyke just, I thought, looked just the eye test, looked the least equipped to deal with what <laughs> Leeds were throwing at them. So then that's going to be exactly leading into the very next question I was going to ask is, is the defense bad or is it the midfield is getting old and doesn't have the pace that it used to have and can't always cover the defense? What it, I think it's both. Yeah. I, I think something <laughs> in Liverpool's back line is very disjointed. Mm -hmm. I think the, the injury situation that they've had throughout the season where they, I think they've what started the same back line like three times all year so yeah, far. There's been changes. There's every been week. changes every single week in the back line. Sometimes Robertson's fit. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes it's Simicus. Gomez is hurt or something, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, Matip is in and out, you know, all this kind of stuff. I think they're Trent Alexander Arnold and all this, you know, tabloid speculation around him and his England career and everything else going on. And who's going to the World Cup? Virgil van Dyke, the Netherlands have looked pretty decent during the Nations League campaign this last this, these last couple months. Um, whenever he's met up with the Netherlands, is he just saying, I don't want to get hurt? Right. I want to make the World Cup squad. Yeah. So he's is is everybody <laughs> kind of taken off a little bit? Yeah, in that squad, it's a really strange situation. But then you add in the aging midfield, also injury ridden uh, throughout the year, making changes left, right, and center. There's no continuity. Where over the last three, four years, Jurgen Klopp has used pretty much the same starting eleven, minus maybe one or two players. And it may just be that 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 heavy metal football and all that kind of shit that they play that their bodies are finally starting to say fuck you. Now it's it's not like. Liverpool were complete shambles. This was a good back and forth oh, game. And absolutely. It, That's absolutely true. Mesley played out of his fucking mind. He got his head out of his ass after those first couple of minutes. You, uh, you say this all the time with him. It's a, He starts off a little funky, and then uh -huh. once he figures it out... He's good to go. He's perfect. Yep. He's a good player. I, he's a good goalkeeper, but he's young. I mean, it, and I've said it about Ramsdale. I said it about Nick Pope, mm -hmm. you know, at, at, at Burnley uh, a, couple, a few seasons ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Pickford... Um, had some issues when he first started out with Sunderland and then and then again at Everton, mm -hmm. where these young keepers, they're they're excellent. They're great shot stoppers. They're enthusiastic. They they go after their defense for not doing their jobs, but they hold their hands up when they screw up. Mm -hmm. But they screw up because they're young. They're inexperienced. Goalkeepers don't keep, uh, peak until 32, 33 years old in a lot of cases. And these guys are what, 23, 24, 25, some of them not even that old. Um, I know Nick Pope is a bit older now. It was a kind of a older example, but mm -hmm. 
they um they're known for a bit of a gaffe, you right. know, and that's just it is it is what it is. What Meslier needs to figure out is to not how to be Larice and have those gaffes when you're 33. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And if he can do that, he will be the French national team goalkeeper that succeeds Hugo Lloris. I think he could be. I think he very well. Absolutely. 100%. Um, great little uh, change of pace card that Jesse Marsh played later in the match with um, the young Italian Gronto. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and, and directly responsible to the lead up that actually created the second goal he was the one who got down the sideline yes had both of the defenders pinching on him and then did that lacing quick pass into the middle to Bamford. right which Bamford now there was a little bit of a fortunate error about this as well because Bamford's touch was fucking terrible yeah it was what it did do was take I can't remember it was either Gomez or Van Dyke mm -hmm. out of the play and the ball fell kindly to Somerville who's Somerville in autumn mm -hmm. <laughs> I know you saw yeah. those memes uh <laughs> Who's Somerville, uh, despite it being cold outside, uh, was able to to find the back of the net. Now, Allison, after the match, did say in his post match, "I should have kept that out. That was, I I was unsighted or whatever he said. It, yeah, it he wasn't was, a particularly good strike. I mean, there was a lot of fortune surrounding it. Yeah, but when your back's against the wall, you need a little bit of luck. And Leeds got it uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was absolutely the case. And now for for Leeds." You got to use this momentum. Oh, 100%. You got Bournemouth at home next. You got to get a fucking win. Mm -hmm. You, you got to hit him early and hit him often. Because here's the other thing, too. And um, we were <laughs> hanging out with uh, our my, our boy Lars. I was last night. And he's a big lead supporter. They seem to be one trick. Oh, in heart. Yes. Because <laughs> he's not very big. <laughs> oh, stop being mean. Um, he's... His, his point was, is it feels like there isn't a plan B, right? And that if a team switches the field on them because they just kind of run and they're very aggressive and very intense that you can wear them down and you can, there's always seems to be somebody open on the back post. And well, because like you that. can catch them out because usually that counterattack is because Leeds just sent nine of their 11 players forward. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean? So if, if you get that ball out and the defender addresses that player, mm -hmm. they can switch the play to virtually just any space they feel like it. And more than likely, somebody on your team will have a chance of getting there. Yeah. Um, and we saw that with Nunez. And Nunez should have done a lot better to put this away. What was it against? I can't remember who it was. Maybe three games ago, he had those two or three vicious left foot volleys. Mm -hmm. He was played in clean here. Meslier came out in that no man's the West, land. The West Ham match. In no man's land. And Nunez opts to take another touch instead of lobbing the goalkeeper. Right. Even yep. at Soccer Dome, I would have tried to lob the goalkeeper in that situation. Right, because you got him out. And you're a top-level Uruguay international footballer that plays for Liverpool Football Club who won a Champions League just two seasons ago. Mm -hmm. Or three seasons ago, whatever it is now. Mm -hmm. Won a Premier League two seasons ago. And you can't lob a goalkeeper on your favored left foot? Right. You should be what able to. What are you to. doing? Yeah, you should be able to. Maybe you should have loosened his top knot. Oh, That's it, you know. Because because that fixes everything. Well, might have had time to think. Well, but then his wrinkles would have shown. But he is rich. He can let his wrinkles show. <laughs> oh, okay. <There laughs> I can't. There this is my moneymaker, if you couldn't tell. Um, That's why I stuffed a microphone in front of it so you couldn't see the whole thing. <laughs> do do we think do we think Leeds can use this momentum and move forward and get themselves out of the current struggles they've been in? They are still looking like a team in transition between Bielsa and Marsh. Mm. 
they look more comfortable playing the way they played yesterday than they do playing the way Marsh wants them to play, which is a little bit more organized and a little bit less gung-ho. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's a lack of trust or if they just don't possess the quality to do it. A couple players do. Tyler Adams looks comfortable playing the way Jesse mm-hmm. Marsh does. So does yep. Brendan Aronson. And that's not an American thing. That's a stylistic thing. They've been playing that way the entire time. Yeah. But the rest of the Bielsa, you know, kind of acquired squad doesn't look comfortable playing that way. And that's that's going to be difficult. And they're going to need to figure that out because they can't be gung-ho against everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on. That's how they almost lost it last season was yeah. that it, they were too gung-ho. Yeah. Precisely. Now, moving on to uh, Chelsea and Brighton. Brighton exact their revenge on uh, Potter leaving. Oh, yeah. But Chelsea also hurts themselves in this matches, too. Uh, They absolutely do. 100%. I mean, I feel more pain for Ruben Loftus-Cheek than I do for Chalaba. I think Aretha Balaga was better placed to make the save for Chalaba's own goal. So he I have less sympathy for him and sticking that boot out. Um, because I, I do think Keppa would have got there. Mm-hmm. The Ruben Loftus cheek after that flick, he's reacting to that flick from the corner, right? That that skimmed off the head of I can't remember who it was, but he just sticks his leg out. He doesn't know what's behind him. Um, there's no player really in front of him either. I mean, one could argue he should have been marking better and would have been better placed to figure out where that ball was going to go. Uh, but that ball comes skimming off ahead, and he thinks, oh, shit, I got to react to this, and it comes off his knees. It's, it's more unf- – it catches the underside of the bar as well. Mm-hmm. bit more unfortunate than Chalaba's, I think, was just a dumb tackle. <laughs> right. I think it was a lack of communication, and yeah. Kepa didn't say what he needed to say, and Chalaba stuck a boot out, and he wrong-footed his goalkeeper. Yeah, okay. Well, not even wrong-footed him. Kepa was sliding out to make the save, and Chalaba just put it beyond him. Um, but – Chelsea did start the game ridiculously sloppy, mm-hmm. and it what took five minutes for Voldemort FC to get it to get it done. <laughs> there it is. Is that <laughs> there's your Potter joke, everybody? You knew it was coming. <laughs> and Leandro, try, you're lucky fucking Dan Bird doesn't play anymore because there's a ton of Hagrid jokes in there if oh, you grew mm-hmm. a beard because he's seven two or whatever he is. Uh, but anyway, um, they needed two gold line clearances from Tiago before Trossard actually scored, mm-hmm. and that was in the fifth minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like Chelsea just did not look at the races uh, from the off of this game. And Brighton looked like a team that had been playing well, that went on a six-game shit run. And not even shit. They were getting some draws. But a a, a shit run for them in the form that they were in Mm -hmm. and were frustrated by it and decided to let all their pain out on Chelsea. Yeah. Because of Potter. And they did it. Yep. Now, Mendy hit at halftime for Kepa. You agree with that move? I mean, that's a... So the EPL app, because uh, I was looking at the fantasy stuff, of course, has mm. Kepa listed as having a foot injury now, with, yeah. but still a 75% chance of playing in the next game. Yeah. Now, that being said, there's no update from medical staff or anything else, which usually takes 24 to 48 hours to, to happen. I, I, I don't know if it's... Because Kepa's been playing very well. Big B agrees, by the way. And I think it's mostly, right? I think it's mostly a Chelsea t- outfield team problem rather than a keeper issue. Yeah. And I think like Chelsea are actually have two of the better goalkeepers in the Premier League right now. It felt like with, with Kepa being him, having him be taken off, it's almost like you're blaming him for the shitty way the team played. Like, well, right, exactly. Which I hope, I don't hope because you never want to see anybody get injured, <laughs> but I hope Potter comes out 
and s- at least says he's injured mm-hmm. and then sits him for the next game or two. Right. Because it'll destroy his confidence if you subbed him off at halftime and then he didn't need it. Right. Exactly. And and he, he he's not injured. Let's face it. He's been a little prior to mm-hmm. this recent run of form. He's been a little weak. He's had problems between the ears at times. Why do you want to fuck with his head? Exactly. Like, keep him. You know, hey, this is one off. Doesn't matter. Let's keep rolling. You exactly. Hundred percent. Yeah. Which, which I'm sure he knows in his own head. He's like, yeah, my team fucked me. Like they. No. Yeah. Hundred. Exactly. Or Grand Potter needs to sit and have that conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. I just find found it interesting that before the day was even over, uh, today that you had this seventy five percent chance of playing foot injury tag on his fantasy profile. Right. And you would hope just for his confidence that that's actually true. Because if, as a goalkeeper, especially, you're you're left out on an island as is. I've told you how many times that it shouldn't even get to the point where the goalkeeper needs to make the save if the team is doing their job. Right. Exactly. Right? If everybody's playing at 100% and doing their job appropriately, the goalkeeper should be a lot like the refs, fucking anonymous. When when I've had um, some shutouts in indoor back, you know, back in the day playing with DU, when we got those shutouts, it was, you guys did your job. I only faced a couple of shots and I came up and made the big saves that I had to make, mm-hmm. but I wasn't being barraged when, when there's, it's not like you get a shutout, particularly well in indoor. Cause there's just a lot. It's, I don't get a shutout because I made 20 saves. I got a shutout because I made three. Now they might've been three really stellar fucking saves, but I wasn't being beat up the whole time. Right. Eve, you want to be in Europe. You beat one of the teams you're going to be challenged for a spot mm-hmm. in Europe with. So that's, that's big for them. And Brighton just did. Crazy thing about recording during the day is that the uh, dog isn't asleep on the couch. So everybody that walks by, he likes to bark. So that's what we hear in the background, even though you guys probably won't hear it in the recording. Because despite leaving in the middle of a show, Mel's actually good at her job. We're all all (laughs) doing a show. My owners are doing a show, guys. Be quiet out there, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. I'm sure. A couple of top sides got three points this weekend, but their opponents sure as hell did not make it easy. Manchester City 1, Leicester City 0, Tottenham 3, Bournemouth 2. Uh, Foxes gave City all they could fucking give them. I'll eat some crow. Yeah. Ward played well. He did. He did. Ward did play very well. Now, now, um, uh, it was described as a knock that Erling Holland had gotten mm-hmm. a knock. Well, he got subbed off in the midweek. Uh, in the Champions League against Dortmund, he apparently has a, a small kind of foot injury, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also apparently was a little sick. Yeah, illness was the other reason given that he wasn't a hundred percent. So I don't know. He, he this is the first game he's missed for City. Yeah, great set piece goal from Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> world class. <laughs> Just I mean, there's this world class. In the in the. the dare one say word prowse ask (laughs) yeah no shit yeah yeah, yeah. uh but um uh a friend of mine eric uh, one of tegan's friends dad Mm -hmm. um uh, tegan had spent the night there friday night and so saturday morning the 7 30 game was obviously this one right and uh and i was going to pick her up from his house but before i left he called me. He was like, hey, just want to make sure you knew the road was closed because of the port to Fort 6K. So you got to do a different thing to get to the fields. Mm-hmm. And I'll just have her walk over. I was like, all right, bet. No problem. 
And then he was like, but um, real quick, I just, I just didn't know if you saw that Kevin De Bruyne goal. Because <laughs> he's, you know, one of the checkbook chasers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he'll appreciate that. <laughs> and <laughs> and he uh, he was like, it, it, bro, it was Ronaldinho World Cup kind of shit. <laughs> 25, 28 yards out. What's what's more? Had it's it, like, it's not it's not necessarily that goal. It's the one that almost happened. Because Yuri Tillemans almost did it again. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true, too. And uh, Lester did hit the post in this game as well, I believe. Um, Ederson had two vital, vital stops uh, that were also surely Lester goals. And I think Ederson probably should have been given man of the match, Mm -hmm. uh, to be fair. But that's really all there was to it. I mean, Lester's (laughs) finally found themselves consistently playing well. Um, defending better than they were because the problem wasn't really scoring goals. The problem was how they were defending and and really Ward. Yeah. And now these last four or five games, Ward has stepped his game up. The defense has stepped their game up. And Lester, unsurprisingly, has come out with a few results in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but unfortunately, now this one, it's, they ran into Manchester City. What are you going to do? Yeah, but it's also unfortunate for them, too, because you dug yourself such a big hole already. You're, well, no. exactly. But uh, they're already out of the relegation zone. Uh, I think they're, I think they're now, um, 18th, not positive. Um, you can look that up real quick. Um, they could be 17th and, and somebody else's 18th, but could have sworn it was, yeah. Cause Leeds win got them out of the relegation. Uh, it could have been the Leeds win, <clears throat> but yeah, Leicester are 18th. They are a point behind Southampton Le- and, and Villa and Leeds. Yeah. They, they got a couple. They got, so a- it was, it was Leeds is win. You're right. Cause that, when I saw it, uh, they were out. Yeah, for them, these next couple are really important. It's really going to set the tone of what they should expect for themselves um, getting right before the World Cup. So it's right. pretty, pretty, pretty fucking big for them. Yeah. Cherries and Kiefer Moore get off to a flying fucking start. My against, man, uh, Kiefer. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> My man, Kiefer. Uh, oh, here you go. Fuck you. Don't be mad at me. It just shows my depth of knowledge of the Premier League. Sure thing, depth of knowledge. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all contained right there. Oh, right, right there, right there. Okay, that's where it is. Uh, I can think of things you that that, that I, ha- is I also woke used. up. I woke up I Friday morning. That's used for too with a tingle right here, and mm-hmm. I was like, Kiefer Moore's gonna have two goals. It's ah. like Spidey sense right yeah, here. That's why he was on your bench and subbed in for you. Auto subbed in. Yeah, because I really didn't think Holland was hurt. I thought that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Had he been, I knew it was coming. I would say um, what's going on there on the top of your head is more like a joystick and directional <laughs> kind of thing. Okay. But, you know, All right. Like a like a gear shift, right? <laughs> Go deeper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tottenham were slow and sloppy. Yes, very bad. They looked terrible. And Kiefer Moore didn't even require the use of his head for the first one. No. Uh, the announcers in the Curse of the Commentator of the Week had just said how, um, wh- uh, what's his name? Tavernia, the guy they um, got from the championship club. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I can't remember who. Doesn't matter. Hadn't had a goal or an assist yet for Bournemouth since he joined them uh, in the summer. And in this game had two. Yep. But the first of which was an excellent counterattack. Solanke did most of the hard work with that reverse pass. Um, but he still had a lot to do to take the ball under control. Great pass uh, behind the diving Eric Dyer, I think it was. And then um, Kiefer Moore opened his body up well and found that far stick. And it was it was excellent. Great goal from Bournemouth. Um, 
And then they did for a while keep pushing and disrupted Tottenham at every opportunity. But as soon as they had that two goal lead, they retreated into themselves and invited pressure on and Tottenham started to turn a screw. Yeah. Interesting. Um, not the usual suspects you would expect for uh, the goal scoring there Mm-mm. for for uh, Tottenham at all. Mm-mm. Ben Davies. Ben Court. Uh, had another shot, though, mm-hmm. also that was just wide, but fizzed it. Yeah. It was an excellent strike. Um, Sessegnon, whose yeah. substitute was being readied on the sidelines. Right. And then he goes, yeah, fuck you, bro. You're not coming on. Fuck you, I'm scoring. Yeah, <laughs> goes and scores. And then, uh, as you said, um, uh, Bentacore. But he, that was a, a bit fortunate, in my opinion, because that he had the initial effort from the corner, hit two or three players, fell to him, and the way everybody kind of turned to react kind of opened the lane for him to shoot. Now, he did well to react to it and, and found the back of the net, but it was a bit fortunate that the ball fell back to him in the first place. Uh, now, that's uh, three in a row now for Bournemouth, and they find themselves right down back in the bottom of the table. Right now, back in right the conversation in the, again. Yep. Right in the thick of it. And unfortunately, they have a Liverpool on their scoring record. Which, right. isn't, which is going to hurt them when it comes to goals again. I usually refer to that as a Southampton, though. <laughs> oh, very good. Well said. Well said. Yeah. You, see, you like how I set that up for you. So Thank you. Can you. Knock it down. Listen, change up, belt high, <laughs> right down the middle. Yeah. Hey, Ken, got to remember, when he's laying those out there, I'm helping him get it done, too. It's, well, it's, we, it's a team effort. I told you we texted about it the other day. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty fucking brilliant. He likes it. Rounding out the rest of the league in O, so that happened. Brentford 1, Wolverhampton 1, Crystal Palace 1, Southampton 0, Newcastle 4, Aston Villa 0, Fulham 0, Everton 0, I should have said 0-0, but for some reason I decided to say 0, Arsenal 5, Nottingham Forest 0, Manchester United 1, West Ham 0. Bees work hard, look good at home, get a great goal from Ben Mee, and then fuck it right off. What a off goal in, from Ben May. And then Dude, f- fuck it off in two minutes. Yeah, but Ben May. Holy shit. What a goal. What a goal. I didn't even know he knew how to do that. And then fucked it right off. Yeah, of course. Uh, the game did start with a lot of energy, just not a lot of quality. Yeah, uh, agreed. Silva had a couple uh, a couple efforts, um, The uh, one of which was just wide. Matinho's wasn't really far either. And then Ben May with the, with the screamer rarely has, if ever, has he scored a goal like that. Um, but and the the celebration lacked a lot for me from Ben May. He doesn't so, score a lot. What the fuck do you expect from well, him? Well, here's the thing. You know what it reminded me of as I was watching it was you remember when John Madden uh, had his cameo kind of in the replacements as the mm-hmm. announcer playing himself. You remember the movie The Replacements? Yes, I the, do. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, with the fat guy celebration when the linesman scores, he goes, you know what? I love that linesman when they score because you get the fat guy celebration. Now here's a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just because it's so rare for for him to score a goal of that quality. He just didn't know what to do with his he hands. Didn't know what to do with his hands. He's like, ah. ah! <laughs> yeah, he's just excited. Aryan looking motherfucker. Um. <laughs> But just a couple minutes later, as you said, Neves equalizes through a, super, a superb shot from guess where, Sam? 
Uh, outside. Outside of the box. Yeah, where, <laughs> yeah. where does that man always score from? Outside the box. Exactly. Every goal. And then a fucking ridiculous red card from Diego Costa. And here is the story. Okay. <laughs> this is all that matters and what we're about to cover in this game. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to uh, announce to you all. That was Diego Costa's first red card in a Premier League game. Yes, it was. You don't believe me. Look it up. That was his first. He got one in an FA Cup match against Everton, of which Gareth Barry felt sad for him and went and got a red card, too. <laughs> got to even this shit up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> he's always been in on Hauser. You got to remember, he was gone before VAR came in, and it was VAR that ultimately got him because that's the kind of shit he used to do all the time, mm -hmm. but a ref would never see. And then the FA would look at it later and give him a suspension, yep. but that's not and a red card. Yellow card accumulation suspensions, also not a red. Yeah. But this that would happen. And he did pick up red cards in, as you said, the FA Cup, yeah. slash Europe, slash yeah. that those competitions, League Cup, but he never got one in the Premier League. This was his first fucking red card. Get reds in Spain and La Liga a lot. That asshole, the yep. king of the red card, that was his first Premier League red card. <laughs> yeah, and it was for the same shit that he used to do all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. When when VAR came out and became a thing, there's a couple of players I like to think that just went, oh, shit. And he's one of them. And Luis Suarez is the other. That's just <laughs> that, that well, just comes to mind. I can't get away with the shit that I always get away with. Right. That's, that's now over. That's exactly it. <clears throat> um... Palace win comfortably, despite the fact that the Saints really led in most stats. Say, the stats in, were just about dead even. I mean, mm -hmm. I think Southampton had one more shot, maybe 15% more percent uh, 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 possession. Yeah. But the first real chance of the game fell to Southampton as well. Um, they hit the post. Uh, I can't remember who shot the ball, to be honest with you. Uh, but hit the post. As they then forced Bazunu into a pretty good save, uh, but one you'd expect him to make really uh, on his form. Um, and then Edward scored the only goal of the game with a, a pretty devastating counterattack. Now, part of that devastatingness had to do with the fact that one of Southampton's defenders was the one that lost the ball and ended up on the floor. And it's the one that was in uh, Sons of Anarchy as an extra, uh, Lianco. <laughs> the, the Palace just on a dime turned defense into attack. It, now, granted, again, it was about five yards into Southampton's half uh, when they took control of the ball, but that don't take any of the work away. It, it was it was a good counterattack and a good finish uh, running at speed from Edward. And uh, Palace, 10th place now. Exactly. I, I told you to watch these next couple of games. You're going to see them shoot up the table there. Yeah, and absolutely. But they, they need to figure out how to control the game a bit better. Yeah. They need to. Especially in their building. Mm-hmm. And this, I think part of that is what Vieira is trying to get out of them because a lot of those players that are there, basically all the young ones that were there were kept and then everybody knew was brought in. They need to figure out how to get the, the kind of Roy Hodgson mentality, if you will, out of the players that were already there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And they need to move that forward because like even Yalcom Anderson, who's young, was brought in prior to Vieira arriving. Right. He's a good defender. Right. Tyreek Mitchell's come through, had a couple appearances before, but he's come through and is now a regular for them. Uh, provided the overlap in the past. Right. 
he's got to figure out how to get them to be a more possession-based team and channel their creativity into breaking teams down rather than soaking up pressure. Especially with some of the pieces they have with Oliusi and Eze. Exactly. And Zaha. You got to be able now, to hold the ball better in possession. Contender for worst dive of the season <laughs> yeah. in Olise in this uh, game as well. Pretty bad. Wasn't pretty even bad. fucking close. Pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, the Jordies are fucking flying right now, man. The last line. You know what? I'll wait. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll wait until we go through what happened. Um, the scoreline is a bit surprising, though, because the first half was pretty evenly contested. Both keepers were necessary. Problem was, is Emmy Martinez went off injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that happened, you saw kind of the confidence start to seep out of Aston Villa with each Newcastle attack, and then eventually the dam just broke. Yeah, and it's um, not like Olsen's a bad keeper. He's Sweden's number one. Well, he just never plays. Yeah. He just doesn't play, and yeah. so the familiarity with the Villa back line is just not there. Yeah, agreed. And I think that led to the falling apart, and really the first action Olsen was asked to make was a penalty save, right? which he got massively wrong because Callum Wilson put a pretty – Soft effort straight down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. He got him to way overcommit. Mm -hmm. And in that vein, uh, and that was also what the eighth minute of stoppage has six minute of uh, stoppage time in the first half, which mm -hmm. of there was 10 because of the Emmy concussion. Mm -hmm. Because of the concussion. Exactly. Which Emmy says he is okay and will be back for the next game. If the doctors clear him. Yes. He can't, he's not, he's no longer allowed to make that decision because of the head injury. Ah. Uh, so it's the, the medical staff have to clear him of concussion first, but he was taken off due to a concussion protocol. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, which again, like I said, takes that decision out of his hands. Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. But he, you know, now that being said, Olsen should have been, you know, kind of fortified by the fact that Ashley Young was willing to put his body on the line and make one of the saves of the season. <laughs> What a hand. What a strong hand that was. Holy Great shit. Hand. Problem is, he's a defender, not a goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, penalty. Yep. Um, right? And 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 that's where Olsen got screwed with his first action being diving out of the way of a shot. Right, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't work out well. Yeah, no, not at all. But uh, just after halftime, I mean, they just kept going. A training ground corner saw Wilson get a second of the day. Pretty comically easy fashion, in my opinion. I don't know what how you saw it, Mel. But that, uh, I stopped watching after the second goal. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I was there. I just uh, was on your phone. Was on my phone. Was doing other things. Was half paying attention because I was like, yeah. mm, I'm fine. Mm. Yeah, just kind of stopped paying attention. She yeah. was like, I was like, you gonna keep watching this? I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Like nope, it'll I'm be done. on, but I'm just gonna sit here and do some work and uh, pretend it's not happening. Oh. Just a few minutes after that, Joel Linton finally gets repaid for all his hard work that he puts in game in, game out, mm -hmm. and um, and gets on the back just barely on side, but gets on the end of a rebound that Olsen gave up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Almiron finished it off with the goal of the day. <laughs> Hands down the goal oh, of the day. Another goal. curling effort with that famous left foot. Um, and, well, famous in one person's mind, at least, Jack Grealish's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jack who? <laughs> yeah, and sorry that... Almiron took his mugging off of Jack Grealishness back to Jack Grealish's old stomping grounds. <laughs> Too funny. Just to rub it in. Um, but Newcastle, these last few games, man, like you said, they've been informed. They seem to have obtained fire. Their fourth fucking place, man. They have obtained the fire. <laughs> yeah. And I, when he was like, well, you're playing the fourth place team. I was like, Newcastle's fourth? What world is this? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, 
They did. They could have had more, Mel. I mean, they Olsen did make a couple of saves, yeah. and they hit the post once or twice, um, and then they blazed over from a couple that shouldn't have been blazed over, should have at least forced Olsen into a save. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to mix nerd references, um, but they must still be in training with King Kai. <laughs> and they're obtaining a fire. All right. Well, um, Mel? Well, uh, we got Unai Emery coming in very soon, Everybody seems to be excited about it except for Graham, so up the villa. I don't care. I'm actually am quite excited because y'all will play boring football. Yeah. That boring football doesn't get beat fucking uh, 4-0. Boring football draws nil-nil. Yeah. Let's head into the next one. That's fair enough. Um, Actually, this really wasn't a, a particularly boring game. It was it was pretty fun there was some good action um pickford made a couple of brilliant saves so did leno as well um i think so did connor fucking cody oh yeah with the blocks the blocks and then the one where he was stretching back Mm -hmm. got a little fortunate to make sure that it went over the bar but what a save what a what an intervention that was yeah so so we're letting um uh our our in-studio guest tegan smell the glass of uh malort to uh to understand what that awfulness is. It's bad, isn't it? I just it? noticed it's the Newcastle shot glass, too. Yeah, it is. It Fuck is the off. Newcastle shot glass. <laughs> it's always been the Newcastle shot glass. I know. We should, cha- we should get Manchester United ones made. <laughs> <laughs> For the, new, the new dumpster fire. Yeah, it's no longer liquid uh, Mike Ashley. Yeah, it's true. It I, would, I would say we should do Nottingham Forest, but 652 of them might show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say... <laughs> <clears throat> it felt like Fulham had more of the chances towards the end of the match there, yeah. Um, than than Everton. Yeah, but Mitrovic had his had his pitching wedge out. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, <laughs> he didn't even force Pickford into a he, save. He couldn't put anything on that. Yeah, if I was in row Q through Z, I'd be nervous. <laughs> yeah, he he had a hell of a time fucking putting anything on pitch on on net. Now I would say uh, credit Tarkovsky to a lot of that. I mean, that was just a. I mean, that's absolutely fair. Both defenses settled in properly. They, yeah. they, they did very well. Uh, I was, you know, as a fan of the club and also wanting us to promote footy as a whole, um, I was happy with this being a primetime game. And I think it delivered as a primetime game, despite being a nil-nil draw. It's like, oh, hey, look, it's not just big six clubs. This was on the network. You know, this was on NBC. And it was it was a good back and forth game. Had some great saves. Had a little bit of drama. Yeah, Leno had a couple, and and Pickford, the one that he was stretching for, going far post <laughs> yeah. to his left, I think it was, was yeah. an excellent save. Yeah. So I, I felt like you know you kind of got you know it, I I feel like there was some reward in that. And I thought it was a good it was a good game. And heck, Everton's going to be prime time a game next week. Absolutely. And if you haven't heard yet, the rights to the next uh, I don't know if you knew this. Mm-hmm. The um the next uh, all or nothing mm-hmm. is brazzers.com forward slash Everton Football Club. <laughs> Very good. You know that joke's always fucking good. When it's of course, when it's you know, the big six or nine teams. Gunners. Get it? Yeah, I got it. It's- Mm-hmm. Heart. <laughs> Do you draw a heart around it when you oh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent Indian darts too? Have there. to. Yep. Fuck. Every time I write it down. Jackass. Uh, gunners just dominate. They flat out fucking dominate. Well, that from about 12 minutes to about 46 minutes, we didn't dominate. Yeah. But, we took our foot off the gas, but, and they failed to capitalize. Right. Um, 
Gabrielle tried to give the game away and give a giveaway an equalizer with a, mm-hmm. a short pass inside the box that Ramsdale, uh, sorry, Ben White actually got out and, and, and um, blocked well. And Ramsdale finally recovered uh, at the end of that, uh, the, the uh, loose ball. But yeah, we come out in the second half and six minutes into the second half again, uh, mm-hmm. about the same in the first half, we, we got the, um, got the second goal. And then two minutes after that, got another one. And then, Five minutes after that, got another one, and then waited for about twenty minutes, and then got another one, and yeah. it was fucking yeah. gorgeous. And it was, um, you know, Reese Nelson. Uh, sad to see Bakuya Saka go off uh, injured, but Reese Nelson stepped in. Um, I was a little nervous, surprised it wasn't Marquinhos to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Reese Nelson needed the game and had previously scored only one Premier League gold for the Arsenal. Scored two today inside of three minutes and fifteen seconds or something. Yep. And Odegaard's goal. Whoa. Oh, Odegaard was fantastic. What f- good feat from him to to get himself the half a yard and then just a fucking leather that he took off of that ball you could make a coat out of. That was, dare I say, City-esque out of you. Yeah. Had the bad performance come back and lay a thumping on someone. Absolutely. I, I counted the... I, I didn't count them. NBC's desk did. There were six... Nottingham Forest defenders. So seven out of the 11 Nottingham Forest players were in the box for Martinelli's opening goal. Mm. The only player from Arsenal in the box was Gabriel Martinelli. Wow. Yep. Wow. And yep. nobody took the responsibility to pick him up. That is worrisome. Jesse Lingard always scores against us. And didn't. And didn't. The only yeah. shot that I saw him have, that I recall him having, almost went out for a throw-in. Yep. And if that's the situation that you got going on with the history Arsenal Football Club have with that player, you're not in a good way. Yeah. Now, beauty is, is next up, next up's another big uh, check mark on that clipboard that we keep talking about for you, Sam, at fucking Chelsea, a game you do not typically like to win. And now, and now, well, Koulibaly should still be out. <clears throat> and I'm really annoyed, though, that we beat, that Brighton beat them so bad. Because it's going to fire them up a little. It's going to fire them up a little just before they play us, yeah. which is just a superstitious luck thing. But um, I, you know, the way we played today after the previous three games of kind of fucking off a little bit and, and retreating within ourselves, I think we showed we're back at the races. Despite Forrest being crap, I think we, we found an opportunity and, and took care of it. So. Hopefully we continue that momentum and, and Saka, you know, isn't truly injured and, and can come back next week and we can have our first 11. I would like to think that in Instagram world, just before the match, we had Harry Maguire pointing at stuff and him pointing at the team sheet with him, old slabhead in the starting lineup there with good old Mr. Uh, team morale booster himself, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, strange one from Ten Hag. Yeah, uh, but I think this is the next step in the humbling of Ronaldo. If uh, Fifty Shades of Ronaldo, I guess. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> he didn't bring him on as a sub. He walked off the field. He dropped him from the squad completely, completely banned him from training for a couple days, then brought him back. Only used him part partly in the uh, in the Champions or the uh, Europa, Europa League game, and then um, starts him in this one with. The opportunity, obviously, reserved to potentially yank him at halftime if he needed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would have completed the degrading of Cristiano Ronaldo to the point where he would just 
be okay with whatever Ten Hag decided. <laughs> and uh, it, it Marcus Rashford ended up scoring the goal. Um, good on him. West Ham did have a ton of chances, um, two in particular. But the the Kurt Zuma header I thought was was probably the one that that West Ham would have counted their best chance of the Great game. Great save by De Gea, a fantastic that. save. And then right at the end too, De Gea mm-hmm. had um, that was the other Bo- chance. Yeah, Bowen Bowen missed a sitter that he mishit, and then the ball pokes back out to uh, mm-hmm. Declan Rice who rips it and uh, great fingertip save to knock it onto the post and go wide. Um, Dare I say there's some normalcy and some consistency at United now? Um, I don't know about that because the performance still wasn't amazing. West Ham still had a ton of chances. West Ham still were able to to kind of bully United a little bit. But it's three points. But it's three points, and it's uh, they've only lost one in the last ten. Seven wins, two draws, and a loss. So, yes, there is some normalcy back in the in terms of you know twenty three points out of a possible thirty have been put on the board in the last 10 games. But um, it's still not the dominant United performance, and it's going to take time to rebuild. What they need is, what United need is continuity. And they seem to, now that Woodward's gone and Ten Hag has been installed, they seem to be focusing on Ten Hag is our guy. Right. This is going to be the guy moving forward. Right. And we're going to stick with him for two or three seasons or three or four seasons. And we're going to let him see his contract out. Yeah. We're going to give him the reins to the club and see what he can build. And that's really what they've needed. Yeah. Agreed. They're still going to fuck this off, right? Yep. A hundred percent. Very good. Sure money. All right. Sure money. This is the section in which we tell you our bets to better inform you of your bets. Uh, when you're making your decisions out there. Hey, real quick, real quick. Okay. Uh, uh, would you mind unmuting uh, Tegan there real quick? Tegan, are you okay with the fact that your uh, father is literally gambling away your college education? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but the college in the medical school I want to go to is really expensive, so got to be careful. Tell, tell him to start picking winners for fuck's sake. Well, you don't have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> just tell she him to just start shook picking her winners. Head, yes. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, See, very good. Thank you, Tegan. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam, go ahead. Uh, so I lost again because uh, of some stupid shit. Now I'm down $1,200. Yeah, um, I, I I lost too. So yeah, yeah. that's how it goes. Um, yeah, so for my couple losers, even fucking favorites can't fucking win. So You want to know what my thing says? What does yours say? As you're still writing it frantically. Oh, well. Get a job, T. <laughs> Very good. Better learn how to pitch left-handed. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> For me, what do you got there, big boy? Uh, all the favorites had to. Uh, uh, all, I needed all the favorites to win, and of course, fucking Liverpool and Chelsea go off and fucking lose. So I'm now down four hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Big Sam's lock of the week. 18.181818% of the time, Mr. Graham. It works 100% of the time. <laughs> that is sound math right there, Tegan. You Repeating. should uh, use that at, at, at school. You'll learn a lot from that. Use that at school. Don't <laughs> use that at school. <laughs> All right. This week, I am taking a two-game parlay. I'm going to take Newcastle over Southampton and Everton over Leicester at plus 339. Mm, okay. Interesting. So it'd be thirty nine bucks at a good. Is that what you're saying? Um, Roughly. No, I'll still be down four sixty eight. Oh, four sixty eight. I'm sorry. I thought you said three sixty eight. Yeah, four sixty eight. All right. There you go. That's okay. <coughs> I see and what now, you're doing now. 
it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Hey, how's, how's your day going? Uh, not, not too bad. How's the Washington Commanders football skins team? Uh, zero, zero going into second period, or second period, Jesus. second quarter. <laughs> oh, what, did you win money on the caps last night? <laughs> uh, no, I did watch them though. Uh, good. I, yeah, um, just been a long day. Went down to DC this morning, watched the Marine Corps marathon. So you watched people run. I, well, I had a family member that was running, but yeah, oh, I did okay. watch people. He had <laughs> money on it. I was going to say, we all know he had money on the fucking thing. What did what Seinfeld say? What's there to see? It's a man from Kenya, a woman from Norway. Running down <laughs> 60, the street. It's 60,000 losers. Yeah. <laughs> that was an old Seinfeld bit. It's we'll, pretty good. We'll say Mr., uh, Mr. Pat here is probably living in his element right now. He's probably down in his basement watching football, betting games on his phone, and drinking a ton of beer and eating shitty food, right? No, I just got up from a nap about 30 minutes ago, <laughs> oh, man. No. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, Go figure. I'm a, I, still got some, I still got some games going, but uh, no, no, yeah, it's been a long day. So. Uh, he'll, he'll go He'll go later tonight because there's the next yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pop yeah, over my first beer. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So what happened to you last week, and what do you got going on this week? Well, I did. I hit the uh, one, uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, long shot. Oh, sorry. A uh, long shot. So I am only down $70 again. Of course, the uh, the trees or whatever couldn't uh, pull up the second upset for uh, against Arsenal today. Arsenal just blew them out of the water. Yeah, but Le- so, uh, Leeds beat Liverpool, and that's all that matters. It's a big win. Yeah. That is that is all. So I am down seventy dollars now, and uh, I have my football pool bets up instead of uh, what I sent you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so I'm going to take two bets for a hundred each uh, this coming up week. Uh, I'm going to take Everton over Leicester City. Leicester. I can never pronounce that right. Leicester. 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 Yep. Leicester. Leicester. Okay. Uh, for plus 135, and I'm going to bet, uh, I'm just going to keep on riding the, the Liverpool disaster train, um, and I'm going to take the Hotspurs for plus 185 against them. Tottenham to beat, uh, to beat Liverpool, and Liverpool to lose three in a row. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, bro. Thank you. I appreciate your effort today, uh, and you enjoy the rest of your nap, and, um, you know, being a ridiculous degenerate the rest of the day. I definitely will. Absolutely. You guys have a good rest of your weekend. All right, brother. brother. We'll talk to you next week. I see you. <laughs> Pat, always quality. Always oh, quality. So, Love yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's not going to be all mad about this. Mm-hmm. I'm going all in in an 11 a.m quad parlay on saturday oh there okay. we go going the old hard. four-way here goes your tuition for your first year tegan brentford over forest leeds over bournemouth city over fulham is that that's only three in it yeah what was the other one i don't know shit figure that shit out what was the other one i'm not helping you fuck i didn't write it down do do if only there were notes that Sam wrote. I'm reading my notes that I wrote that has the games that happen. Here, I got them right here. Don't worry about it. Leeds Bournemouth, City Fulham, Brentford Forest, Brighton Wolves. 
Brighton over Wolves is the other one. Plus 956 on $100 bet. There you go. Yeah. You'll still be down. Yeah, I'll still be down, but I'll be down a lot closer to zero. There we go. <laughs> well, you know what's really great? What's we, that? We do these bets, and you're losing your daughter's college fund, and you're starting to chip into your other dollar daughter's college fund, <laughs> and she's two. Um, you know what's really great? What's that? We have a chicken. Well, Kitty missed again and sits at five and seven. Ooh, sounds like Sam's. I couldn't find Kitty where anywhere in the coop, and that's when Millie and Trudy approached me with a note from Kitty. Wow. It read, bark, 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 bark. Oh, I should translate for you guys. Yes, Sorry. Please translate. <clears throat> uh, lady, I had to get out of town for a while. If Two well-dressed, larger gentlemen approach you. Please do not inform them of this correspondence, as it could be a danger to you and the guy. Well, it's good that she's looking out for us. Ugh. I'll be back soon, but in the meantime, give me Man City to beat Fulham. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. I just I have business to attend to. Kitty. Sounds like she's got to hide out from some bookies. That's what it sounds like. You know, in uh, China. She didn't mention anything about pinstripes or a baseball bet, though, so that's positive. Very good. Uh, China, you know, the chicken feet are uh, delicatessen. They might snap off the old feet and put them in a bag or something. <laughs> Could you know? be. It'd be a hell of a note. I just wish Kitty remembered the golden rule. What's that? Gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen. And I can get up. Oh, no. Lots going on in the championship. Birmingham beating QPR on Friday 2-0. That set up Saturday's action. Bristol City and Swansea at a 1-1 draw. Sheffield United over West Brom 2-0 as they continued their slide. Burnley 2-1 over Reading as they continued to climb. Cardiff 1-0 over Rotherham. Blackpool 2-1 over Coventry. Huddersfield 1-0 over Millwall. Blackburn 1-0 over Hull. Luton and Sunderland on a 1-1 draw. Norwich City 3-1 over Stoke. Preston 2-1 over Borough. And Watford beating out Wigan 1-0. No Sunday action mm -hmm. in the championship today. They resume on Tuesday and Wednesday. Big surprise because there's 100,000 games left to get through. Mm -hmm. That puts Burnley back on top of the table on 35 points. Blackburn in second on 33 QPR having played a game less in third on 30 points. Sheffield United also won 17 games, uh, 29 points in fourth place. Norwich back up to fifth on 18 games played with 28 points on the board. Swansea, a dead-even goal differential, 17 games played and 28 points on the board as well. In 26 points, you have Watford in seventh and Millwall in eighth. Ninth is Luton. On 25 points, and 10th is Preston North End. 11th is Reading, also uh, 25 points each there. Also, the first two minus goal differentials of the uh, of the league table. And then you have Birmingham City uh, on 17 games in 12th on 23 points. That would put them in the conversation for playoffs, but not quite in the playoff spots. They are on a plus three goal differential. Your bottom three look like this. West Brom slumping now uh, after the... the uh, uh, Steve Bruce hangover. They are now down in 24th place on 17 games played with only 14 points on the board. Huddersfield are 23rd, having played a game less 
with 15 points on the board and only a minus five goal differential. West Brom's a minus four. Coventry City have only played 15 games, a 17 points on the board, minus three goal differential. So things not looking particularly good for West Brom. In the first safe spot is Middlesbrough. Same number of games as West Brom, less uh Bad goal differential, minus three versus minus four, so only just, uh, but on 17 points. So even if West Brom win and Middlesbrough lose, they could still potentially be tied. That is four classic championship clubs at the bottom oh, yeah. of the table. Big time. Yeah, that's some shit right there. It's not good. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? <sighs> no, not really. I don't think there's been anything bad really happening. Then allow me to take over. No problem. Do your thing, big fella. I got our D-back of the week. All right. I must have missed something. Our D-back of the week is mass one of our very furry friends, one Mr. Bigby Kiwi. Uh-oh. Because Bigby Kiwi woe fucked his way through this door, mm-hmm. climbed up your chair, up to the top of the humidor, and yes, attacked our beloved fucking D-back bear. What? Holy fuck. He has destroyed our fellow lovely mascot, ring sticking out. And, oh, it's a, oh my look God. At, look at this. He's, all, all he did was bring us joy and happiness and, and to just let people know not to be a cunt. That's all. And what did Big B have to go do? Be a cunt. Be a cunt. Good thing he didn't meet my daughter. Probably would have disappointed me again, Bigby, much like your last dog did. Poor sweet prince. Poor, poor sweet prince. Perfect photo op and the producer can't realize this is a perfect photo op. I called my mom and she said she can fix it for you. (laughs) Oh, I have a camera that works again. I could get the photo. (laughs) Excuse me, guys. Yeah, Yeah, Tegan, you're unmuted. It looks like a high Teletubby. (laughs) Close. Close. (laughs) That is... Technically, from Toy Story. Turn it around. The was it the big bear, the big pink bear in the Toy Story that was the bad guy? Oh, yeah. Sad my face. brother wore that for Halloween one year, and when we were cleaning up my mom's garage, she's like, "Oh, you can just throw that away." And Sam went, "The fuck, I will." We've got the full costume like up in the attic. <laughs> but yeah, that is the DU mascot that will have to be repaired because my dog is a cunt. A cunt. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time. We're going to talk about the beers we were drinking, the very large one I've been drinking, the fun little series of beers that uh, Mel and Sam are drinking. Check in on our adopted clubs, fantasy football, and preview the next weekend's games. So, Mr. Graham, should somebody want to find injury time, how do they go about doing that? It's it's patreon.com backslash to football show. Just sign up to the one five dollars tier. R.I.P. D-Back. Pouring a little bit out for D-Back. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, everybody. What's a funeral without laughter? Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking gooner gram. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. 
Hit the fucking new button!